Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlantis. Happy Easter to everybody. I tell you, it's such an exciting time. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I got a sermon I think you're going to like. It's entitled, It's Not the Passover, It's the Overpass. You know, when Jesus rose from the dead, he made a bridge between you and God Almighty, an overpass. My love, we overpassed everything and went straight into the very throne of the Most High God. That's what Jesus did for us on Easter Sunday. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. My God, celebrate this Easter and celebrate this message because it's not just the Passover, it's the overpass, my from Jesus to God Almighty. You cannot miss this. Watch, be blessed. Think about this. Today we are rejoicing thousands of years later because Jesus rose from the dead. Now, I want you to go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 2. I want to show you something. The apostle Paul is doing some very wonderful things here, and I want you to see this, and it's verse 32, a very small verse. This Jesus hath God raised up, where we are all witnesses. You see, when God does something, he always has a witness, you see? And I have a good friend of mine named Chip Rackey. He wrote a song called, Can I Get a Witness? Hallelujah. And I think about that. Let me say it again. Acts chapter 2, verse 32. It says, This Jesus hath God raised up, where we are all witnesses. So the resurrection is the foundation on which all truth in the Christian creed rests. The reason why I believe I'm healed, the reason why I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out, the reason spiritually, physically, financially, the reason why I'm never, have you ever saw me sick? You ever saw me broke? No. Reason why? Because of the resurrection. The Lord said that power has been given to all mankind if we receive it. Think about that for a minute. So the resurrection is the foundation on which all truth in the Christian creed rests. You see, the resurrection attests to the completeness of his victory. See, Satan thought he won. My Lord, he thought he won. He said, we got it, man. We got it. He, he, he's finished, you know. He really didn't know who he was. He thought he was just another prophet. He would call him the son of God, but he didn't know. But after, <laughs> when he rose from the dead, look what, Satan, look what Satan said. This is the truth that he actually spoke. If we would have known, we would have never crucified him. Woo, let me tell you something. Today is victory day. And when you, victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, victory in every area of your life. If you're in a hospital viewing this, my Lord, and that coronavirus is there in the power of Jesus' name, I rebuke that. I command you to breathe better. I command fever to go away from you. I command any of these symptoms in any way, shape, or form. I also rebuke the spirit of fear completely all over this United States of America, all over the world, everywhere. God's word is true, and if we'll believe his word, fear cannot grasp you in any way, shape, or form. See, Christ's resurrection invigorates and grasps truth. See, I... I People say he never gets sad. Why? Because of this statement. Christ's resurrection invigorates our grasp of truth. I, I receive the truth of Christ. If Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, you cannot be deceived. And if he's the life, the devil can't kill you. I've said that many times before. See, he's not a truth. He's not some truth. He is the truth. And the grave could not hold him. Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? My, and when he rose from the dead, we rose with him. Think about that. That's a powerful thing. I would have never got saved ever without my mother praying, my wife praying. But if Jesus would not have rose from the dead, I would not be a Christian. I would not be a Christian today. In fact, I was not a religious person in any way, shape, or form. But I got something happened to me. I got born again. I was raised from death unto life. 
in a bathroom in Boston, Massachusetts on Labor Day weekend, 1974. It was one of the most amazing things that ever happened to me. And it's still as fresh today. Now, I want to say this. Jesus is still as fresh to me as I was when I first met him in, on Labor Day weekend, 1974. Think about that. Why? Because I just enjoy being around the Lord. And here's something that might shock you. He enjoys being around me. What a blessing of God that is. See, the influence and the measure of one's life is not duration, but a donation. See, Jesus donated himself so we could have duration. He was a donation to us. He was the firstborn of the dead. What number are you? What number are you? Are you born again today? Oh, so no, no, I'm not. Can you pray this prayer with me right now? I'm going to go right in the middle of my sermon. Just say it, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I confess my sin. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus rose from the dead, that I am saved. Thank you for saving me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. This day, this resurrection day is my God day. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what amen means? So be it. Welcome to the family. Oh, you made that easy. It's just literally that easy. Let me say it again. Christ's resurrection invigorates our grasp of truth, and the measure of one's life is not duration, but it is donation. See, when God raised Jesus from the dead, it signified his absolute approval of him. The father absolutely said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Brother, he finished. Look. When he said on the cross, it is finished, buddy, that was the end of it right there. It is finished. He had done everything he was supposed to do. Now, the next step was the father. Now, the father got involved in this. And my God, right there in Hades, he said, will you leave my soul in heaven? The father said, no, you completed your destiny. Now I will complete my destiny. And he raised him from the dead and gave him all authority and power and dominion over everything named on the earth, under the earth, above the earth. Why? Because Jesus completed his destiny. To all you that are watching today, I have a word from the Lord for you. You will complete your destiny and reach your destination. I'm saying it on Resurrection Sunday. You will complete your destiny and reach your destination. Do you understand? That's God's glorious word. Because now the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is involved in everything you are doing today. So think about that. When God raised Jesus from the dead, it signified his absolute approval of him. His rejection of all other men. I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you something. Every other man sinned, but Jesus didn't sin. Why? He didn't want to. He could have sinned. Ladies and gentlemen, he could have done it, but he refused to do it. Why? He said, I only say what my father says. I only do what my father says to do. Pretty simple, huh? Oh, wasn't that wonderful? See, the reason why people were screaming and hollering for him when he came into Jerusalem a week earlier, or actually five days earlier, was because they saw his miracles. That was in the northern parts of Galilee. But boy, Jerusalem always was very cold to Jesus. And he said, oh, Jerusalem, how would I love to gather you together as a hen gathers its chicks? You see, ladies and gentlemen, God, don't, God wants to bless you. He, you know, one man said, you believe in that tithing and stuff. Let, let me help everybody. Tithing hadn't been put in the Bible to help you decrease in wealth. It's been put in the Bible to help you increase. So you can, right now you need some increase, Right. I heard that sometimes 20 million people are out of work, so you definitely need some increase, don't you? Why, why, whoa, whoa, wait, how, how come prosperity is okay right now? I just felt like saying that, glory to God. How come prosperity is okay right now? 
Now, uh, uh, four weeks ago, it wasn't okay. Oh, I didn't want that prosperity. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Oh, now you, you, you're worried how you're going to take care of your rent. How are you going to take care of this? How you going? Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said prosperity is of the devil. You sure could use some. No, you don't fall in love with money. Money is just a simple tool, ladies and gentlemen. Even Jesus had a bag. Think about that for a minute. So if money is so bad, why did Jesus have a treasurer? Why did Jesus wear a seamless robe? And they gambled for it. Because, see, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. See, we've been taught poverty so much that we think it's wonderful. Well, I don't think anybody wants to lose their house. Oh, I got to say this. Right now, and I love the Jewish people, they're celebrating Passover. Oh, I like Passover. Oh, I love Hallelujah. When the death angel, put the blood on the doorpost, boy, he's going to pass over. But I'm going to tell all of you, we don't have to worry about Passover. We the overpass. <laughs> We the overpass, you understand? They pass over. That thing, we, we the overpass. We, the death angel's under our feet. You see, everything is under your feet because the overpass, you see? Now, it's, they had the Passover, and, and, I, and I'm not being critical of that. What a blessing, and you should celebrate that. But when you understand when Christ raised us from the dead, he made us an overpass. He made a bridge between you and God Almighty. Somebody shout that. Will you help me? Come on, listen to me. You're not a Passover, you're an overpass. Glory to God. A connection to the Most High God. Think about that. That's what the resurrection is. An overpass. That's why I don't get sad, sick, disgusted, busted, and broke. Hallelujah. I'm flying up on the high places. Glory to God. It's so wonderful to be an overpass. Because, see, when you get up on top of the overpass, you look down at everything else around you. Woo, it's just you and the Lord right there. Think about that. Woo, what a blessing. I, I, I think I'm going to name this sermon. I didn't have a name for this resurrection. I'm going to name it. It's not the Passover. It's the overpass. Praise God. When you understand the overpass, my God, you go over all these things. That's what Jesus was saying. That's what the Father was saying. See, the, the cross, watch this, scattered his disciples and believers, but the resurrection brought them back. Do you see that? They got scared. They ran. Now, you know something about them women. Them women didn't run. They ran toward the grave. They didn't run to, from it. Think about that. Lord Jesus, they just wanted to come anoint his body. They just, it was an amazing thing. But when you understand that the cross scattered his disciples, the big boys, you know, and the believers, but the resurrection brought them all back. Boy, when they saw him, oh, Jesus. Oh, Je and he said, hello, boys. How y'all doing? <laughs> now, watch it. He, he's the overpass between you, he, you and the Father. But you're the overpass between people that you meet to, to get them to the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. You see, and you don't have to walk in the low places of life. Let me help you, please. If you're walking in the low places of life, it's because you're under the overpass. Get on top of the overpass and let it take you where you want to go. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, the only thing good about this thing is that I really like. only thing good about all this shutdown, there ain't no traffic. That's great. I love that. It's a blessing. I drove around yesterday just, my Lord, it was wonderful to be on Interstate 10 without getting run over and somebody cussing you, somebody giving you sign language, red lights everywhere, bomb, bomb. I mean, I just, I said, my God. And I actually, for the first time in my life, I was able to drive the speed limit because <laughs> there was no one in front of me. There was no one. And guess what I went? I went over an old pass. Glory to God. I thought, man, this is great. It's great. Right. I, I can't wait till everybody gets back to work. Don't misunderstand me. But I live like this because of a resurrected Christ. I resurrect him every day in my spirit, in my soul, and in my body. Sometimes the devil tries to touch my body with something. I go, ah, I serve a resurrected Christ. 
No, 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 no. You don't touch this body. This body don't belong to you. That includes germs, whatever you, you can call Say what you want. All of it. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, God's word is true. Now, you may face some trouble sometimes. Satan will come at you with everything. But you know what I do sometimes? Now, you're going to think this is crazy. Sometimes if I try to get a sniffle, I just go in front of the mirror like you're looking at me right now. I say, I defy this nose to accept anything else than life and breath, clear breath. And in the name of Jesus, Jesse Duplantis, by his stripes you were healed before this devil tries to make you sick. I know that sounds crazy, but I sure feel good. Think about that. That's so simple, you need a good theologian to help you misunderstand it. You see what I'm saying? God's word is true. See, the resurrection was the end of the first man, Adam. And the resurrection was the acceptance of the second man, Jesus. See, Adam, the first Adam, created, actually committed sin. The second Adam, Jesus, washed it away. Ooh, that's why I wear my red tie. See, that, 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 to me, that represents the blood of the Lord. See, it don't cover your sin. Do you know the word atonement is not in the, in the New Testament? It's in, it's in the King James Version, but not in the New Greek Testament. Why? Because the word atonement means to cover. But Jesus' blood don't cover you. It washes away your sin. It don't cover it. Because if it covered, some of it could pop back up. In fact, I was praying one time. I said, Lord, and I started talking about my past, and I noticed that God got a little quiet. He did. He got a little quiet. I said, did I say something wrong? He said, no, you didn't say, I just don't know what you're talking about. I said, what did you say? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, Lord, you know, I was such a heathen from back. He said, I don't know that. Were you? I realized that he washed it from his memory. So I said, forget what I said. <laughs> I ain't talking about this no more, Lord. He does not know that because it didn't cover. It washed it away. Oh, Lord. Do you see that? Think about the, 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 the amount of character that Jesus had. People spitting on him, slapping him, hitting him, putting vinegar and gall in his mouth when he's thirsty, doing everything, stabbing him and this guy. And his words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's why that Roman centurion by that cross said, truly, this must be the Son of God. No one could go through that kind of stuff and pray for those people that are doing that. But Jesus did. See, the burden, people think uh, there's a scourging. The Romans could kill you. They just beat you to death. And that was terrible beyond what a body can actually take, yet Jesus took it. But with the burden that was on Jesus was my sin and your sin. So those nails didn't hold Jesus to the cross. My sin did. But you know what? God threw away my sin, threw away the nails, never to be remembered against me anymore. Now I can walk with Jesus hand in hand. Glory to God, hallelujah, because he's alive and so am I. You know, many, many years ago, I had a wonderful visitation out of, uh, with the Lord, and I want to tell you something. He said, go tell my people I'm coming. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is coming. Now, I personally believe he's coming in my lifetime. Now, if he don't come get me, I go get him. Anyway, whether I go by the way of the grave or I go by the rapture. Some people don't believe in the rapture. Stay here. Just stay here. Praise God. But Jesse going out on the first load. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And many of you know I have an airplane, so I fly a lot, and I'm up at 41,000 feet, so if the rapture takes place, I'm going to get up there before y'all do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And all it is is a tool. I, don't, I, I, I just use it to preach the gospel. Can't go anywhere now. My Lord, man, and it's just been a blessing preaching to empty pews. But I wonder how many times the pews were full, but the people were empty. 
Ooh, that's some good preaching right there. The pews were full, but they were empty people. They were religiously brainwashed and not New Testament taught. Uh-oh. See, there are a lot of empty people in life. That's why you're watching. You feel you're empty. But you know what? You got a hunger, and the Lord's feeding you right now and ministering to you. So when you understand this Jesus, our Jesus, can you hear that? This Jesus, that's what Luke is saying. This Jesus hath God raised up where we are all witnesses. Look what he says in Acts chapter 1. I want to read verse 1. The former treaties have I made, O Theolophers, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. He began. He didn't finish it. You know who's finishing it? Look at me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm finishing it. Every minister that is preaching today, celebrating the resurrection, is finishing it. Every Christian that knows Jesus Christ and him crucified is finishing. We have a job to do. We finish it. He began it, and we finish it. The alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Yes. And he said, go in the world, preach this gospel to every creature. Oh, my shocker. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, tell the people that are worried about finances if they'll let me help them. If they'll spend the time believing in the resurrection and me, like they spend the time worrying about how they're going to pay their bills, he said, I'll take care of their bills. That's a word of the Lord right now for many of you out there that are watching this. I'm telling you. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The re I've had a man say, it just don't seem like you have a struggle. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I sowed my seed before the trouble came. You understand? I, I've been a giver before, and so when the devil tried to shut me down, in fact, I'll just tell you something. Every time I've ever been a blessing, give a large donation to someone, the next week our finances was down. I said, Devil, you want to mess with me? So I gave some more. I cut another check. Glory to God, hallelujah. And I cut a bigger one than I did the week before. And you know what the devil said? Leave this boy alone. Man, my God, he, he don't seem to be worth I just do it. Why? Because God's word is true. See, I know my seed will come to a harvest. So when famine comes, it doesn't hit me. It hits the harvest. Do you understand that? It hits the harvest. And what a blessing of God that is. So let me tell you something. I don't care what you're going through. Just go through it. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what you may be going through, you can go through it. You know why? Because Jesus went through it. When Christ raised you from the dead, he made you an overpass. Do you understand? My God, you didn't have to go through all that stuff. God, he raised you from the dead straight boldly to the throne of grace with a petition and a supplication with thanksgiving. That's what the resurrection has done for us. It's given us so much power. You remember the disciples? They struggled, my God. When Jesus died on the cross, they were struggling. They were running scared. The cross scattered them everywhere. But what brought them back? Ah, the resurrection. Now think about that, brother. Ooh, what a blessing. And it's the same thing that happened to you when you got born again. You were raised from dead. You were a dead spirit, and you were recreated and raised into a new spirit. And I mean, think about that. Before that, you couldn't, go, you couldn't come close to God. Think about that. My God, if the priest went in there, they had to make sure they had no sin in their life. My God, because they could die. But me and you can come boldly to the throne of grace with a petition and a supplication with thanksgiving. That's why it's not, I said it's not the Passover, it's the overpass. And nothing against the Passover, but when you have the overpass, oh man, it's just amazing. How many times do you used to have a train running all the time? You got caught by the train, and then they built an overpass. Oh, Lord, wasn't it easy? You didn't slow down on overpass, you just and over. That's what I'm talking about. Think about what Jesus has done for us. It's always an honor. Let me tell you, that. people send us questions, and I want to answer a question today from a man named Joseph. He said this, I recently got saved after running into a long-lost friend in the parking lot 
of a grocery store. She could tell I was struggling and ask if she could pray with me. I never would have imagined God doing the greatest miracle for me in a parking lot. Jesse, do you remember the strangest place or time that the Holy Spirit used you to lead someone to salvation? I've had so many of them, Joseph. I mean, a bunch of them. One that I specifically remember was I had to fly all night one time from Honolulu to Dallas to New Orleans. And I didn't even know how to work the stuff in that plane. And I sat, and some lady come up to me, and, you know, one of the flight attendants, and I looked at her, and I could tell she was troubled. I said, God sent me on this plane for you. I got a born-again bawling and squalling crying right there. She went to get another flight attendant, got that person born again. And about maybe 50 minutes later, she brought back the, one of the co-pilot, co I guess, no, one of them, whatever. And she said, he needs Jesus too. It was a wonderful time. Joseph, God will touch you anywhere, any place, at any time, going just wherever you're going. That's the power of Jesus Christ. That's the power of the resurrection. Ooh, Lord, God is good. Kathy's coming right now with some great glorious moments where people send in these wonderful testimonies and they give honor to God, and we just love to hear them. So, Kathy, take it away. Bless the Lord, bless me, and bless the people. Welcome to Glorious Moments. Easter is a wonderful opportunity to celebrate the glorious moment when Jesus rose from the dead. His resurrection destroyed the works of the devil, gave us all the power over the enemy, and granted abundant life, overflowing life to all that will believe it. Mark 16, 6 says, Be not affrightened, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. You know, we should not be frightened when problems arise. Listen to this powerful testimony from Alabama about the miraculous healing power of our glorious God. 2020 was amazing for my health in every aspect. I have always had some kind of lung issue due to being a preemie and on many different medications for majority of my life. In September, Kathy prayed for healing for breathing and lung issues, and I was healed from asthma. Shortly after that, a benign tumor behind my ear was miraculously healed. A few months later, I had surgery to remove another benign tumor. I had absolutely no pain after surgery, not even needing to take Tylenol. However, the biggest miracle God has given me is complete restoration of my vision. I started wearing glasses in the fourth grade. At its worst, I could barely see my hand two feet in front of my face. I didn't even know I could believe for such a thing. I got in his word, started declaring victory. I acted on it. I believed for it, and I never let it go. His word didn't come back void. My vision is fully restored to better than before. I will never need glasses or contacts another day in my life. Healing is for today. Thank you, Lord. You know, when we seek Jesus and have faith in his word, all things are possible. Jesse and I are thankful to God for our partners that help us reach people and change lives one soul at a time. I pray that you've been blessed by the broadcast today and by these great, this great testimony and that it has encouraged you to believe God for your healing miracle. God bless you. Now, what makes a person a great person is vision. The only way that the physical eyes are going to see it that you must see it with your spiritual eyes. Don't try to reconcile sense and faith. See, faith goes beyond the intellect. Jesse Duplantis' 2021 Visionary Conference. Throw away your clock. God will put the time on that thing, and it'll come quicker than you think. You are a winner going somewhere to win. The 2021 Visionary Conference, July 15th and 16th. Register online today. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. 
In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. You can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I Never Learned to Doubt, now available at JDM.org. I hope you enjoyed this sermon. I enjoyed preaching that, buddy. It's such a blessing. Once again, Happy Easter. I am so excited about my new book. It has been delayed one year because of COVID stuff last year, but we finally was able to get it printed because people can go, go work. It's called I Never Learned to Doubt. Do you realize that doubt is a habit? It's something you learn to do over time. I mean, it just happens. Let me tell you something. This thing will touch you. It, doubt will give you mental anemia. I'm telling you, man, this is probably the best book. I believe I've wrote a lot of good books, but I tell you, with this book here, I just shared everything I had in my life. People say, how does he do that? How does he do all these things? Well, I never learned to doubt, so I didn't have to unlearn something, see? I just, when I read the Bible, I went, okay. Thank you, Jesus. You need to get this. It will bless you. How you get it, you go to jdm.org. That's our website. You can order it. It will bless you and minister. I never learned to die. In fact, I could read some to you right now. It will bless you and minister to you. So get it at jdm.org. Partners, what can I say? But thank you. Your faithful financial support to this ministry is so vitally important in reaching people Changing lives one soul at a time. My God, you've done so much. In the middle of a COVID, we went over and above and beyond what we could possibly ask or think because of our faithful financial partners who watch this broadcast, who watches on social media, just every place where we're on. And we own a lot of places. I thank you. And I pray, I'm going to tell you something. I've said it before. The hundredfold anointing is on my ministry and it's on me personally. In 45 years of preaching, 43 full time, which means almost every day, I have never had a financial deficit. Man, I've been through so many different things, but I went sore and past it. Why? Not because I had more faith than you, because of that, that, that anointing up increase. When you partner with us, I believe that anointing that's on me and Kathy comes on you. I believe that. So I don't have much. It don't take much. What, what is an acorn? Well, actually, what is an acorn? But a, a, a little acorn that produced a, mo a monster tree. You ever seen these big oak trees? It came from an acorn that big. That's how powerful a seed is. I hope, you, I hope you receive it today. And thank you, partners, for being so courteous and kind to me. Our April partnership offer is entitled, What a Difference a Day Make. I like that sermon. What a difference a day make. I love that. Go to jdm.org for all the ordering information, and you will be blessed. I mean that. Thank you for joining me this week for this broadcast. Be sure to tune in next week for my message, and I like this message, how to prosper in a world that doesn't want you to prosper. The world don't want you to prosper, but God does. Happy Easter to everybody. Get this book, I Never Learned to Doubt, at jdm.org, and you'll be blessed. Thanks, partners, for blessing us. See you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. What are you willing to declare and never take it back? God's got a destiny and destination for you. What shall I do for thee? What shall I do for thee? Available on DVD from JDM.org. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. JDM is continuing to provide new faith-based content meant to strengthen your relationship with God. You can find weekly messages from Jesse and Kathy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries.
So I want to prosper in a world that don't want me to prosper. Church world don't want me to prosper. Secular world don't want me to prosper. Everybody said, no, 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 don't prosper. Why? Why? Because Satan's behind that church doctrine. Satan's behind the secular doctrine saying, I can't let them prosper. If they prosper, I lose everything I got. <laughs>